toughest thing about playing test cricket is the psychological trauma. You've only got to take your eye off the ball for a split second and the first chip happens. We weren't aware of what your teammates are going through. I did isolate myself. Crying in a dressing room. Everything just seemed to come tumbling down. It became a life or death situation. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. We will be reviewing the cricket film The Edge that has a unique look on the journey from number seven in the world to number one in the test cricket team, but through the highs and the lows and the struggle that comes with being a professional cricketer at the highest level. I'm joined today by Joe, a fellow cricket lover who has played and represented Herefordshire at county level and is a massive, massive cricket badger. How are you doing, Joe? You okay? Yeah, good mate. You all good? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Um, so, so the edge we found was, was unbelievably uh, spectacular. Um, we thought one of the best cricket films out there can rival many, many sport documentaries, but for, for the start of the podcast, we'll look at from a cricketing point of view. So, so what were your thoughts? Well, to be fair, I, I didn't really watch films, but this is like the first film I watched in ages, and it's probably one of my favourite films I've ever watched. To be fair, again, in-depth view behind the scenes of what it takes to be a professional, top top level cricketer, and like how everyone's goals shift to like get a collective goal as a team, and you reach that goal. But I I felt for for people like mine in your age, Matt, it was like the perfect film because that's the cricket, like that's the England team we remember growing up, and they're like the people we looked up to. Yeah, I felt that. I felt it, it. It targeted sort of all ages as well. Like it followed England, but especially our sort of age. We're sort of both um, early twenties, um, and we um, we saw that growing up that team. So for us, it was really representable. But I also thought for people who didn't like cricket, you could still get into it because of the little bits it showed on the history beforehand. So you had little things on the Ashes before the Ashes where it showed the history of the sport. Uh, West Indies tour, the history of that. I thought that was re- represented really well. I thought that, that, it, it's just interesting for people who don't watch cricket to see how much cricket's loved in the world and how it's like the second biggest sport in the world and people don't respect it as much as it should be respected. There's just tours that like are going to be renowned for certain things all the time. Like You know, you go to Australia, you'll be on fast pitches, it's going to be a struggle and hostile. Whereas you go to India, it's going to be turning and it's going to just it's going to be a hard bat in there. Yeah, well, I, I thought... When they um, showed the the Ashes tour of um, twenty thirteen and, and twenty eleven, they they described it perfectly. Like all the players described that environment, the hostility of the crowd, the pitches, Mitchell Johnson's pace. It's just really tough to win there. And I thought that was shown brilliantly um, within it as well, and especially with with the fallout from that that twenty thirteen series, there were relationships that were also developing um, through the through the interviews and the sections from these tours. Um, that were that were really really revealing, and uh, there were some some interesting artifacts from that. Yeah, you could kind of see like Kevin Peterson's disdain for Andy Flower there, because like he said, "What's the point of doing this?" Like none of them really believed in it, but they did it, and it made them stronger as a team. And then they went to reach the heights they hit. Um, sort of following on that, then like the um, I thought every person that was included in that sort of showed their personality really well in in it. So Derek Derry, I thought, did a really good job, and sort of you could tell 
Kevin Peterson was was there saying what he was saying. Obviously, you know, straight to the point. You know, he doesn't doesn't really give a crap, does he? And then you've got people like Alistair Cook, quite reserved. Matt Pryor, very emotional character. I thought all of those characters were represented really well, and it just shows the sort of team environment as well in cricket. I thought that was shown really well. Yeah, it shows. It does show the the dynamic of the changing room. Really, like Graham Swan, like the chirpy one, that's always making jokes. Whereas you got like, and like. Jimmy Anderson, the grumpy one, but just loves the sport so much. Yeah, and it, it's not just the, the cricket or the team environment that's shown. It's the mental health. It's the big, big key aspect of this whole cricket film that is just nailed on absolutely fantastically. Spot on by the directors, by everyone involved in this production with a with tight budget. The mental health in cricket is so, so compelling and so tough, and, and it's just shown. Yeah, it's it's because, and like, you can kind of link it to cricket now, really. Like the the workload of players isn't, hasn't changed that much, and they're getting overworked so much. You see people struggle, like Dross Butler, even like you see him in the IPL, he's getting centuries, he's playing so well. But you see him come to test, he can't do it. He's play, they play way too much cricket. You play it all forms. It's a struggle. Yeah, because Kevin Peterson mentioned in the documentary, didn't he? He said about he wanted his schedule changed but they wouldn't change it. He was playing all forms of cricket and he was saying he would just want, he wished he had an injury so he could just have six months off because he just didn't have a break. And even even Andy Flower said in that show what he saw, he was on tour for what, 255 days of the year. If they were in a bubble, that would have been like 320 days of the year with isolation and that. Like he missed everything with the kids. It's, it's really interesting. I thought probably the, the thing that summed it up brilliantly was probably... Um, the amount of people that said about them like crying in the dressing rooms. You had Matt Pryor crying over his injury when when he had to retire. You've got KP crying in the dressing room um, about the the was it the Texgate or was it the I think it was the parody account. It was a lot of stuff. Uh, Stephen Finn when he got dropped, he was crying. Jonathan Trott with his issues. It just shows like how much how difficult Test cricket is and how much strain it puts like on on mental health. Yeah, I, f- I did a bit of research before this and found a study on um, cricketers and the effects on mental health. Um, they did 116 um, cricketers and 38 of those cricketers had mental distress and sleep disturbance and, and anxiety um, playing cricket, which is probably not far off. Um, obviously, they're playing at a higher level, but... I can imagine sort of the county championship season or, or playing for England. That intense period, playing a five-day game, it's going to cause um, sleep distress. It's going to cause, you know, mental anxiety. Like you're going to be nervous about your score, playing the pressures, getting dropped, and everything that that comes with that. Yeah, look, look at the struggles that like England's openers have had for the past what since Alistair Cook retired from international cricket. Like they're probably struggling loads. So, as we discussed, it has portrayed mental health brilliantly. But alongside that, to portray it to that level, the narration is, is spot on as well, also uh, in this film slash documentary. Toby Jones does the, the voice uh, throughout the piece, and it's just perfect. For an English cricket film, it's perfect. It's ideal. Every little weave through the history, through the life of a cricketer, through the little analogies, he is spot on. It, it it works brilliantly. It's it's old. It's gritty. It's what English cricket is, and and it works brilliantly. How the narration is 
how the narrative is set is one of the most important things of a film like this because the people who don't know about cricket can get an insight then when when a spot on like this was done it makes it so much easier and so much easier to follow and the I also like the fact that it was in like a timeline as well and they showed like the pictures around the world and it, I just like the whole thing around the narration and the timeline of the film. Yeah, and I think the soundtrack as well within it just like sort of adds to that. I thought it was perfect, like sort of the, the scene with Jonathan Trot was like almost like a horror scene, wasn't it, with the sort of the music in the background and then obviously when, when we won it in 2011 it was like very good because it made you feel real happy and stuff but then there are other moments in cricket as well. And how yeah, and the fall of the cricket team as well. And it shows it shows how sports so so clinical. Like every sports team has a cycle and one day you'll be at the top, give it a few months and you'll be back at the bottom again. Also, I'd say that there isn't anything that's not covered within this, this film for for the cricket outlook. There's there's nothing. Even sledging um, and that side of the game is included. Not many um, Sky Sports documentaries, cricket films include that. ECB released a, a little 30-minute short documentary in the, in the summer about the India series. The whole India series was based upon sledging, rivalry, chatter, little incidents. They didn't even include that in, the, in that, that, that documentary. But uh, The Edge definitely hits that that box there's nothing that it doesn't cover nothing the, the Matt Pryor incident with with Peter Siddle referring to it is soft, soft cock I didn't even know that that incident happened in the 2011 series but this this edge film just produces stuff that you just thought oh I didn't know that happened well that's quite interesting well that's how that that works and that relationship works it, it it's, it's quite quite brilliant how, how they've achieved that yeah, and I'd say, like, this film, well, this documentary was the start of this legend being shown like this, and, like, even now, every game of cricket you watch, like, every international game has stump gun, and, like, every clips are going viral. Like, the Sri Lanka tour clips are going viral. It just, it's going to become a big part of the game. Like, everyone wants to hear this legend. So, yeah, overall, we thought that was a terrific, terrific cricket film. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we'd recommend it not just to cricket lovers, but to anyone. And, and the culture aspect that's shown within it um, of mental health was, was pretty, pretty striking. So um, thanks, Joe, for coming on. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. What, what, what an episode. Um, we will be back next week reviewing another sports film. So uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>